Now Jeff Blair can tell you bedtime stories. Subscribe to podcasts of The Jeff Blair Show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher and listen anytime you want. Sweet dreams. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Going in for the shot. The shot it's game day. for the Leafs and Oilers. John Tavares with a hat trick! This is the Leafs Morning Skate. Mitch Marner snaps it home! On Sportsnet 590, the fan. Yes, indeed, it is Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590. The fan, Andre on Matthias, Jeff Blair, Leafs and Oilers tonight at 7 o'clock on Sportsnet 590. The fan, we already know how the game's going to go, of course. The Oilers are going to jump into a 3-0 lead. Connor McDavid will have two goals. The Leafs will come back and win the game 5-3, score four goals in a span of four minutes, get an empty netter, boom, there you go. There's no point in watching the game, guys. Uh, that's the way it's going to turn out. It always turns out that way with the Leafs. always turns out. Oh, well, last few games, I mean, it just seems it seems like they're getting, to me personally, it seems like they're getting outplayed all the time, but then they turn it on for five, six minutes, and then there you go. They win, and everybody's happy. But Freddie makes like 30 saves in a row. I and, think they're uh, leaning on him way too much, but I am you know they're winning. So what do you do? You, you can't you can't argue with uh, with W's, but I don't necessarily like the way they're doing it. I'll say that. This is our first Leafs morning skate since the uh, trade deadline passed. The Leafs made one move. Par Lindholm sent to uh, Winnipeg uh, for Nick Patin, um, and and I don't know. I, I mean, Sean, I think we talked about this when we were down at the CBC building during the trade deadline. There seemed to be two schools of thought. One, Kyle Dubas was going to do something really big. Two, Kyle Dubas wasn't going to do anything, and he more or less moved a little bit away, moved the dial a little bit away from doing nothing. But um, I, I found what he said afterwards to be really interesting because he talked a lot about how, look, whatever happens, whatever Marner signs for, you know, whatever happens with Kapanen, wherever this goes, we're always, we being the Leafs, we're always going to be re- relying on guys in entry-level contracts. There's going to be opportunity for guys here because we're going to have, not everybody in the team can make $4 million to, to make this thing work under the salary cap. Um, how should Leafs fans take that? <clears throat> you know, should they take that as a sign? I had a couple of people say, well, he's basically telling you that we're still in a developmental phase. And my argument was, no, I think he's telling you that there's always going to be an aspect of development every year with this team. Definitely. You need your uh, prospect pool to be a lot of depth there. I thought when we were talking about the trade deadline on Monday, um, we were down there at the CBC studio. We were talking about uh, what we thought would happen, and I thought they would bring in some depth, someone for that fourth line, but I thought it would be someone bigger and someone mm-hmm. heavier. And what did they do? They went for someone smaller. A lot of skill. I played with Nick Patan. He's a, he's a good player. He has a lot of skill, really good on the power play, but he, I can't see him really fitting in the power play or yeah. or being in the top nine even. So it's like, why did you bring in a skill guy? I, I didn't really understand the move. I almost got the impression they did par Lindholm a solid, basically. I think so like, too. it ain't work. you know, it's yeah. not working out here. The Josh Levo thing. Yeah, you know? you're good. But that was a yeah. terrible trade, Levo. He yeah. had a top six yeah. shot, and you trade him to Vancouver. I think he's exactly what you need. I think he's a, he's what you need now, a guy with size who could yeah. play gritty. And, and they're regretting they, that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we mentioned that at the time, that I that's a guy I would not have gotten rid of. No. Just no because chance. his shot's too good. You don't yeah. get rid of a guy that has a shot like that. Yeah. And then you bring in, I play with Nick Patan. He's 
good hockey player, but if he's not in your top six, he's not gonna he's not gonna do well on the fourth line. He's not gonna go out there and crash and bang. He's he's five foot nine. He's a very skilled player, but he needed he needed a change from Winnipeg that he wasn't getting a great shot there. But I don't think this was the right fit. Yes, skill guys need to play with skill guys. hundred percent. I've seen that a thousand times and never understood in my career where they call a skill guy up who's doing well in the first line in the A and they put him on the fourth line in the NHL and wonder why he doesn't do anything. Yeah. But with everything like with a first year GM, I mean he's made a splash at the trades. Mm-hmm. He's he's done everything at the uh, draft, everything. So I wasn't uh, shocked that he made a move. And like you said, I think that was a good move for Lindholm. I think he needed a change of scenery. Both players did, but, I mean, they needed some depth. They needed some heaviness on that fourth line. With the signings he's made, though, his hands are tight. You know, he knows Marner's still up. And mm-hmm. that's, that's you know, that he has to get that done eventually. And Kapanen's yeah. value goes up with every shift. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, every shift. Yeah. He's like, you can hear it's the crazy. little ding. Yeah. You can yeah. hear the, it's like the cab, the yeah. taxi, right? You can see the numbers <laughs> rolling up every time. Oh, there we go. That's... Two point, you know, four point five million instead of four million. Um, yeah, at the beginning they're they're putting it in the twos. Like yeah. when he was starting, there's no way that's not in a the chance twos now. now. No. <laughs> not a chance now. Are they good enough? No, absolutely not. Uh, um, I, I said this the other day um, to, to some buddies. Uh, they, you know, they're they're picking their picks for playoffs, and if I had to bet all my money on one team, I don't think the Leafs would be in my top four or five. Uh, and and I cannot disagree. Yeah, I don't think they'd be in my top four or five. Um, but that being said, you know, you can't underestimate some of the players they have with the uh, way they're scoring. But I think uh, Matthew, I was listening yesterday, I forget which show, but Matthew Barnaby uh, mm-hmm. um, made a good point where he said that the Leafs score their problems away. And that's what they, they've been getting away with that lately. If I know hockey the way I think I do, I don't think you can do that in playoffs. I think it's too tight, too physical, and uh, they're going to get caught. Well, I think the Leafs, they keep talking about the blueprint, blueprint, blueprint. From the Well, I was there the first year with Babcock, and that's what they said anyways then. But uh, they kept talking about what we're building. And a Stanley Cup championship team is not going to happen over a year or two. They've, they've done a, a massive rebuild in the last few years. They're a lot better. They're doing a great job. They're heading in the right direction. But they still got to get past that first round. There's there's obstacles. There's steps along the way. You look at the Blackhawks. I compare that team a lot to this team with, you know, you had Matthews, who's first overall pick, like they had with Kane. You have Taves, who, let's say Marner, and uh, they're very similar with uh, a lot of a lot of pieces. But it took a few years. They got to conference finals. They finally made uh, past. Uh, you know, they beat Vancouver a few years. They got there, and then they started winning their cups. But it took a few years. Of, of um, grinding and getting better defensively. And I think this team's a lot like that. And you need some pieces where guys maybe don't have great years and they come in at a good number and they have great seasons for the Leafs. So it's interesting you say that because the year we won the Calder Cup in Chicago, we our third round, we almost lost to Rockford, mm-hmm. uh, who was affiliated with Chicago. And uh, they were basically the Blackhawks who won the Cup without Kane and Taze. Instead, they had Versteeg, Contiola, they had uh, uh, Bickle, uh, Hajarmelson. Yeah. I, I just butchered his name. but The guy no one talks yeah. about who was so important. So important, exactly. He was yeah. logged so many minutes. But but um, you can see that that organization was heading in the right direction back. They were going to have – the Blackhawks were going to be good because all these guys were graduating. and. Mm-hmm. Bowman took a lot of those guys and made some phenomenal traits to keep that going, to, mm-hmm. to, for it to keep to keep going. So I don't, you know, I haven't been to a ton of Marley's games, admittedly, but I don't know if they have the same type of depth there. They they had guy after guy where 
where you were like, wow, that guy's going to be in the NHL. No, this guy's going to be in the NHL. Well, they won the Calder last year, so you would think they got winners, and those are good yeah. habits. So, so, so hopefully they have, you know, I know this this Jeremy Braco kid, uh, yeah, he's having a good year. I've heard his name a few times, and hopefully they have some guys like that to come up. But it is in this day and age, I know you have to rely on, on young guys coming in to help out, but that's a lot of pressure to put on young goal scorers to come up and play with these big name guys and actually produce right away. I mean, the thing that I, you know, when I, and I'm with Sean, I mean, I think the Blackhawks are kind of the prototype, but I don't see a Bufflin. You know, you talked about Bickle. They they had, they had guys who they're missing pieces for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They had guys who were, they played with an edge and they were hard and they were hard to move off the puck. And, and, you know, I, I look at this team now, Nazem Kadri when he gets back. I mean, Nazem Kadri hasn't edged his game, but I don't know if having one guy with that edge is enough. And I and I look at this team and, and you know, and, and I think Kyle said, look, we're I think we're tough enough. Kyle Duba says, you know, I think we're tough enough. Um, we've got a certain type of toughness. Competitive spirit. That's Com- what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is, is there Kadri's your toughest player? That's, I mean, there's a problem. Oh, my I, I God. Look at this, I look at this team, and other than Jake Muzzin, and, I mean, if he wanted to, Frederick Gauthier. He's I, been playing a lot better. Yeah, but been, I, don't, I don't see yeah. anybody who can play up heavier. Well, it's, yeah. it's just funny to me because I play um, – I've been playing some alumni games, and you know, I always listen to the the older guys. You know, they're mm-hmm. they, obviously they, it was a different game when they played, but they're all Leaf fans, the most of them. And I, I've I've heard the same thing from a few of them now. It, it just seems like uh, this is the first year where a team's won the Stanley Cup, and uh, Washington won the Stanley Cup last year. And it seems like the Leafs are trying to win the cup, doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I get Washington's fast and skilled, but they they ran over teams in. Yeah. in seven-game series last year, and the Leafs are saying, well, we'll win it on the power play. You know, it's, it just seems to me that's what T. Betra has been trying to do the last few years, and it didn't work, and they went and got a little bit grittier. And, um, you know, I, I, I really hope I'm wrong. You know, I hope, uh, you know, I'm, I'm biased. I'm a Leaf fan. But Well, they're missing pieces like Komarov, yeah. Bozak, mm-hmm. uh, JVR. JVR yeah. is a six-foot-four, heavy yeah. in front of the net, good yeah. in front of the net. Then you got Leo, who's... Was going in the corners, banging guys, helping out Kadri. Kadri yeah. can't have that all on his shoulders. That he's oh. the heaviest guy on the team. He doesn't playing against Kadri. Yeah. I mean, if you're telling me this is the guy I gotta go against in the corners and battle with, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Bring that, it. That would have been mm-hmm. easy pims for yeah. me back in the day. I'd have been okay. That's if that's their toughest. Okay, that's easy night. You know, yeah. and not, not, that's not a knock on Nas at all. Like he's tough, but not the he's, tough. He, yeah, yeah, he's, he's not that third, upper echelon. And I'm not talking fighting. Yeah. I'm just talking a guy to hold you're going into playoffs. Um, what's going to happen when Tom Wilson runs Austin Matthews? There's the, the Leafs are saying we're going to beat them on the... So the Leafs are relying kind of on the referees are going to be calling a lot of yeah. penalties in playoffs. When's that ever I, happened? I hope that... I hope they haven't changed the game enough where the refs are deciding series. I, I hope, you know, the, the Montreal game the other day, I'm glad right. the Leafs came back, but there were a few calls there. I was it's like, whoa, that's not a penalty. Right. But um, I... I I just think in playoffs, we're all, they're going about it the wrong way. I, I think you have to get tougher and assume the refs are going to put their whistles away. But to look at the other side, I like how they're not selling like the farm or anything. They're, yeah. they're mm-hmm. building yeah. it slowly because this is going to take time. Like I said, let's let's scratch Stanley Cup. I don't think that's in the cards this year. I, I'd love to see it. At yeah. the beginning of the year, I was even saying that Winnipeg and Leafs in the yeah. finals. Yeah, that's yeah. what A lot I was. Of people were. Yeah. yeah. And now 
but they're going the right direction. They're building it. They're not trying to get rid of all the guys in the Marlies or or whatever. They're they're taking the right steps. Muzzin was a great step because you're going to lose Gardner probably last mm-hmm. year. I probably would have traded Gardner trying to get some picks or something because, yeah. I mean, chances of him staying are I would think pretty low. At I this would. Point. You know, it's funny you mention that because I mean the one deal that I kind of thought might have been made would be trading Gardner for a right hand shooting defenseman. Maybe not not a guy who's going to play in your top line but a right-hand shooting defenseman of some description and a draft pick. And 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 that, that to me, would have made sense. They, they might be hoping, though, you know, there might be a long shot, but they might be hoping he might really take a discount. He's one guy. Zero percent chance he's going to take a discount. I, 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 I believe that, too, but they, they might believe, you know, if we offer him five, maybe he... He'll say no, and then yeah. he'll go to free agency. Yeah, <laughs> go to Minnesota or something. Let me let me ask you guys this. It's least morning skate with Matthias and DeVoe. Let me ask you this. Um, Kyle has said... Again, Kyle has said that, uh, and by the way, we just Chris Johnson just reporting that uh, Mike Babcock says Jake Gardner isn't playing tonight and, and adds ominously, I'll let someone else make the announcement of him, about him. So who knows what that means? Probably doesn't mean good. Uh, it looks like Igor Ozaganov's in tonight. But I was, yes. But I, yeah, <laughs> I was, that definitely doesn't look good right I now. I can't say it? the names. I'm not going to try. I know. Um, but. And Sean, you played you played for Babcock. Okay, so Kyle Dubas has essentially said that every year there's going to be one or two guys in entry level contracts. That's going to have to be the case for this to work. So can can Mike Babcock make that work? You know, I mean, there's still Rasmus Sundin, Jeremy Bracco, Timothy Lilligren. They're down in the Marlies. I can assume that probably two of them are going to have to be up next year uh, for this thing to work financially. Um, a lot of young guys for Mike Babcock to have to have to shuffle around. It's a very different game the last three, four years than it was before. It used to be a lot of older players. You look at Babcock, he went to Detroit. That team was built by Bowman and uh, Holland. Mm-hmm. And we give him a lot of credit for winning that. I'm not trying to dump all over Babcock, but I mean, that team was built with veteran players. He worked with a lot of veteran players. A lot of them also said that they were happy to see him go at the end. But yeah, you that's know, true. Has he ever had a young team like this? Does he? It'll be interesting. It's a new game. And when he came into the organization, he was the highest paid person in the locker room. Oh, he, was the, fa- he was the face of the team when he came yeah. in. Exactly. And now you got guys making almost double as what, he, what he's making. Is He can't call the shots like he did that year, right? The only guy was Fanuf. Mm-hmm. And- I, I think people underestimate the well, – well, most people probably know, but the, the, the big dogs run the room. You, you, you know how that 100%. is. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. coaches are, are – maybe – Maybe Torts a little bit tried to, you know, not have that, but for the most part, the big dogs were in the room. So I, I the the balance of power I think has changed a little bit with some of these contracts. So items. how do you give Matthew sixteen minutes when he's making eleven point six? I don't understand that, and I I, he heard did with you, Riley I, I don't even want to get into that because it made me it makes me so angry when I'm watching it, a game and he's playing well. Like I think he's yeah. he's playing well, and and he, but it talks they, to the new know, NHL. Because all the new NHL teams that are doing well, they got their young players playing a ton. But how is like how is Hyman playing more than Austin Math? Like that that's like like coaching one on one. That's a product of the line that he's on. Isn't I don't it? I don't else? I don't care. I you know like I like at the, at the end of a game when when uh, you, you have one of the best. He's let's face it, he's one of the best players in the league, mm-hmm. and and he should be playing like he's one of the best players in the league and. If he's not getting close to twenty minutes, I could understand if they're scheduling. I know, I know they have back-to-back games. Maybe you keep him at sixteen or seventeen tonight. But the, 
you lose, you win and lose with your best players on the ice. And when they're losing games and I look at the stats and Matthews has played 16 minutes, I just think I, it makes me think of Babcock. I'm sorry. It may, that's why it makes me think of coaching. You know, I, I, I'm a big believer. I've always, best coaches I had always said, you win and lose with your best players. That's what you have to do. And, and I don't feel like the games they've lost, they've been doing that. The game against Buffalo, um, and we'll talk about this in the next segment. I want to talk about the slow starts. It's something we have to talk about. But that game against Buffalo, the way they, I mean, they, they just, they turned it on in about a four-minute span, which it was like it was like watching the Harlem Globetrotters play. Yeah. And then they kind of turned it off. Um, Maybe they need a captain to keep the boys up <laughs> on the bench there. <laughs> Where is Ziggy Man? <laughs> Where is Ziggy? Uh, just made me think of Ziggy right away what's when you it, said that. What's it like on the ice when you're playing a team, and they go on one of those rolls? Like you're you and you're in the bench, and you're looking there, and and they're going out, and they're I mean they're scoring, they're 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 moving the puck around. You guys can't get the puck. What's that like as a player? How frustrating is that to to, to watch that? Well, it's no fun. I mean, when you're spending every <laughs> shift in your own end and. Uh, Especially as a winger, when you're really yeah. just kind of standing, standing up there, it's not there. fun. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the winger, you're just you're kind of <laughs> give me something to do, basically. Right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I felt bad for their goalie because three goals, or a couple of them weren't really his fault. The team wasn't playing well. Then you see him snapping on the coach. But I mean, it's all a product. Like your team's not playing well. When the team wants to turn it on, the Leafs they could be amazing. They they have puck possession. They're heavy. They're there's so much skill. But when they turn it off, like you said, I mean. Mm-hmm. They just disappear and they try and rely on that lead they've built. So there's something there about those putting together a full 60 minutes. They're a little slow off the start, a little sluggish maybe here or there in between the games. But you see a team like Winnipeg is very similar to that. They can be losing 3 nothing going in the third period and all of a sudden and they bang. win 4-3. Yeah. They have that much skill. But yeah. there needs to be that that urgency, especially mm-hmm. this time of, of the year. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you watch the other uh, – the Buffalo game especially, I mean – they won, but Anderson made some huge stops. You know, I'm thinking Palmenbell back door. I'm thinking uh, could have been two nothing. Yeah, there's and there minutes. there's a couple posts too. I know yeah. Eichel hit the post a couple times. So. There's a big question mark going in the playoffs too. He's but he's been hurt and he's yeah. been playing great. And like you mm-hmm. said, he held the he kept the team in the game. Yeah. What if Sparks is in that? Well, if Sparks is in that. I'm going to start watching somebody else, but. <laughs> no, I, listen. You know, I, like, I, I, I'm just here. being honest. Uh, they, they need. They rely on Anderson. Anderson's their guy. If he's not in that, I, this team's not going very far. I mean, we're here in February 27th, and is yeah. there anybody who doubts that as much money as they're paying Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, is there anybody who doubts that Freddie Anderson is, without question, the most irreplaceable guy in this team? Oh, it's not. I, it's yeah. not even. I don't. I don't even think it's an argument. But that's the NHL now. The NHL, in, in my opinion, is mainly your goalie uh, and how well your power play is. You know, and, and then of course you need to score goals other ways. But mm-hmm. your goalie on every team is your most important. Play. Look, look at Vegas last. Is there any chance Vegas goes to the Flyers if Mark Andre Fleury doesn't play? No. Lights out. No, no, no. I, I think Vegas loses second round last year if Mark, if it wasn't for Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, so Vegas is a team that didn't really have that much depth yeah. in the back end, and they made it to the final. So mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't count possible. the Leafs out. No, like, they got a lot no, of skill. It's, it's, I do think Babcock's a really good coach, and yeah. he's going to be really good for them in the playoffs. Yeah. But there is a lot of question marks. Well, I, I just don't see them if they're playing. Uh, you know, Boston can score. Uh, you know, I don't think they address that enough at the the trade deadline that their secondary scoring, but Boston can score. Washington can definitely score. Columbus just got a lot better. I mean, I think they were the winners of the trade deadline. And then you have Tampa Bay, uh, who 
is probably the one team that you could say can outscore the Leafs. Yeah. So, I you know I I don't like the odds, but I'm optimistic. Yeah, I, I find it, and you know we talk about this a little bit in in baseball terms a lot of times. And Kyle Dubas wouldn't say this, but I wonder if the Leafs at some point just sit back and go, look, Tampa's. Tampa's really good. I think they already have. And and this just may not be our year. Boston is still good. Tampa's not Tampa's not going anywhere. Um look at Tampa's rebuild. I mean, yeah. Look they haven't even made the finals with Stamkos there, and they've had a pretty good team the last how many like probably five to seven years, right? And that's a good point. And we we expect Toronto, who hasn't won a playoff round in however many years, to get to the final win a cup like year three of the rebuild. So I think Tampa's ahead, but that's a team that they're building towards. Look at some of the guys and uh, what the Toronto's built. It's kind of similar to a Tampa mm-hmm. and Blackhawks team. Who uh, who did you, before we take a break, who, who do you think did the best business at the deadline? I, I, I mean, well, I'm with well, you. I mean, Columbus, Columbus's GM was basically held hostage yeah. by two players, and he went out and made them better, which, you know, yeah, admittedly, I think as Doug McLean said, let's find out in 90 days how, how this worked out. But... I, that's one of the most remarkable things I've seen. Panarin, Bobrovsky, you're basically holding your hostage, and your response to it is, I'm not going to trade you. I'm going to go out and make the team better. Uh, ballsy. Use He's them. going for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, you, but I like it, though. Use them. They're going to want to get, you know, they're going in a free agency. They're going to want to have the best playoffs possible to make mm-hmm. the most money. Uh, They've never won a playoff round, so they're yeah. they're going for it. They want to please the fans and get that first playoff win. And, like, look at the bigger picture. I, I think this is, you know, whether it works out or not, this is a good thing. This is a team that is trying to win. That's that's a rare thing in mm-hmm. today. There's only four, five or six teams, let's be that's honest, who are really, really trying yeah. to win. And this is a team that said, you know what, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to win. We don't. We'll deal with the consequences later. And that's how it used to be when I first started. You used to try to win every yeah. game, every year, no matter what. And I respect it. I hope it works out for them. So more teams do the same. But uh, we'll, we'll see. But I, I'm secretly after you know a couple other teams. I'm I'd like to see Columbus do well. Yeah, yeah. they they finally got a number one goalie that they're not going to have next yep. year. Yeah, go for it. They got yeah. Panarin, goal scorer. But yeah. I still think Nashville won the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, I, Simmons and uh, who's the other one? Because I think yeah. they just got tougher to play against uh, Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, and I think Mark Stone is a great pickup for Vegas. Um, I'll tell you, who, it, it, and it was a move that I don't know. I wouldn't say it went under the radar, but I really like Gustav Nyquist in San Jose. San Jose. Yeah, and I, you know, if if I'm if I'm the Leafs, the one thing I'm happy about is that Boston didn't end up getting him. Yeah. And like he's I, a difference maker for sure. Yeah. And, and and he's I understand Boston's approach was they needed to get some depth to match up with the Leafs. And, you know, and Johansson and Charlie Coyle in particular did they did that. But if they had gotten Coyle and Nyquist. Yeah. I also yeah. like um I, I know that they had bad luck with uh Zooks getting hurt first game in, in Dallas, but he is a play. You, you watch for these guys. Him playing with guys like Ben and Sagan on a power play. He's. I played with Zooks in Hartford. He was on my line, and that guy. He he thinks the game on another level, and the way he passes the puck and his vision on the ice, uh, and putting with two prolific goal scorers like that. When when he comes back, you you watch. But he's the, going to a team that's not gonna. They're not going to do much. No, so I don't no, think but it I'm. Really uh, yeah, no, but Nashville, but I, I think it's it going to be it's going to be fun to watch. Hey, you played. You played with these guys. Were you surprised at Lundqvist's reaction, Henrik Lundqvist's reaction to to the deal? I mean, a lot of people talked about that, how emotional he was. And well, I, I think for Hank, 
I, I think that's the sign, you know, that, that that's the end of a kind of an era. You know, they, right. they, they had, uh, he's been there a long time and I think he's a pretty smart guy. I think he realizes that, uh, there's more days probably behind him than there are ahead of him mm-hmm. in, in New York. And Zooks is one of those guys too, that, um, you know, my, my wife said it the other day, we, we were watching a, a game and she saw Zooks on TV and she just started laughing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of those, he's, he's very unique. Uh, he, he's a funny guy. He, he treats everybody the same, no matter if you're the head coach or you're, you're, uh, you know, a call up and, um, he would be, he was one of the guys where, where he'd be a tough teammate to lose mm-hmm. for sure. And, and, but I think it's more for, for Hank and that emotion that's showing that, you know, I think that's the end of, you know, trading Hayes away too. And, yeah. and they're kind of going into a rebuild and he's, you know, going to pass the torch, if not this year, next year to that. Yeah. Yeah. That who's the Gorbachev or, or whatever, which, or what's his name? What is it, Travis, the Bul- you want Bulgarian. Me to pronounce yeah. That name? Yeah. Bulgarian what, what, yeah. The, yeah. Now. But a good goalie, but I, you know, Gorgon Van Yeah. I think when, when I saw that, my reaction was, you know, that looks to me like a guy who can just see the window. Exactly. Opportunity yeah. just sort of gently closing. Yeah. You can't feel um, sorry for him. He's had a great career in, in an amazing city and he's, He's a great guy and deserves all the success he's had. But uh, at the same time, um, you know, when you lose teammates, especially guys, he's probably pretty close with Zooks. They've yeah. been teammates a long time. And that's that's tough. You know, it's tough to lose anybody on your team, but let, let alone one of your friends. It's Lisa Morning Skate with DeVoe and Matthias. We're going to take a break and we come back. We'll do offside, onside. I'll have some things to say about Connor McDavid. These guys will tell me whether or not I'm offside or onside. It's Lisa Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. No medical exam or health questions will be asked. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Now back to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, the fan. <laughs> Offside. Well, guys, five minutes each for fighting. Or onside. My goodness. Whose side are you on? Hey, get off my back. All right, let's go. All right, it is time for uh, Offside Onside and Leafs Morning Skate. Jeff Blair, Andre DeVoe, Sean Mathias. This one's pretty easy. I kind of gave it away a little bit. But um, the Oilers are in town tonight for Scotiabank Wednesday Night Hockey to play the Leafs. That, of course, means Connor McDavid is here. Connor McDavid will play. And, uh, guys, I don't know about you. I'm looking at Connor McDavid's contract right now, and it goes for a long time. 25, 26. Poor guy. There's a no movement clause. Oh, did he start in 2022? They do give eight year deals out, right? They yeah. do that for the star players. Stop it. Yeah. Guys like money. Uh, so he's got a no movement clause kicking in in 2022, 2023 for four years. Here's the thing. And let me talk to Mark Spector a little bit about this this, this morning. I, I'll just say this I will be shocked if Connor McDavid is with the Oilers by the end of next season. I just think Connor McDavid, at some point, whether it's this summer, is going to walk in and say, this ain't, this ain't working. Holy mackinac! <laughs> this ain't working. He's looking around, and he's seeing... That's a bold prediction. He's seeing yeah. guy, and he's getting... Look, he's not, you know, he's not underpaid, but... Um, as, as Spectre pointed out, by the end of the contract, he'll be the seventh or eighth best player, best paid player in the game. 
I, I just think that what we saw with Tavares this year, I think there's a new there's a new mindset. I, I think players are less inclined to stay with the team for a long time if it ain't working out. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm just getting the sense that it's that he needs to get out of Edmonton. That it's just not going to work there, and uh, consequently, I I would not be surprised if Connor McDavid does something and uh, ends up pulling the shoot in that team. Yeah, well, for once, I think you're definitely on side. I'll, I'll start with that. Um, I was lucky enough. One of my friends, I, I call him a friend, um, was uh, Rick Nash, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a similar uh, situation as Columbus. I, I know for a fact he had every intent. He, you know, when you first talked to him, when you first, he had every intention of staying there a long time. But then when it got later in his career a little bit, he just wanted to win. And I, I think with McDavid, I don't know if it's going to be next year or the year after, but. If they don't have a chance to win, um, you know, guys start thinking at some point about, you know, what they're what they're going to accomplish. Uh, you know, Stanley Cups specifically, and um, I'm sure he's looking around that room, and you know, like a lot of us now are looking around on the stats pack and seeing. I don't see them being good in the next couple of years um, for sure, and, and eventually he's going to come to a decision. I think that. Uh, he wants to move on, but I, I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, but but I think you're you're bang on that he will eventually ask for a trade. Remember the uh, the lottery draft, like uh, yeah. the picks. Yeah, yeah. And he got picked. Like uh, it was uh, Edmonton, and they showed his face, and he was just like, "Come on, man." <laughs> <laughs> I wrote then that I thought the NHL should have rigged it, so he ended up in Toronto. Uh, they and I was only had tongue yeah. in cheek. I mean, the, it's not like the the NBA would do that. But, For sure, yeah. I've, I've heard stories about the NBA when they yeah. with Patrick Ewing. I oh heard, yeah, I, heard, I don't know if that's true or not, but the they balls they, were the, they the, froze one. They, oh they, yeah. fr- they froze one. So I I don't know if that's Listen, true. I, that I, stuff I don't happens. don't sue me. I don't know if that's true, but I, I've heard. No, I absolutely. <laughs> so I've covered sports for a long. There, there's stuff that happens by accident, and there's yeah. stuff that doesn't happen by accident. Yeah, and, and like and, with, with McDavid though, and when we talk yeah. about that, I'm only going to disagree with. The fact that we'll never hear about McDavid going in there. He's too valuable to the marketing machine of the NHL. He's he's the face of the game now with Sydney getting older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he does go in the office, we'll never know about it because they're going to make it some stunt where it's he just got moved. You know, like it's yeah. kind of like Gretzky yeah. to LA type of thing, right? It was mm-hmm. to build the game. And for the Oilers, that might be the only reason, only way they can rebuild because what is the price on McDavid? Let's get Connor McDavid with the Rangers. How would that work out? I mean, Orchestrate a deal so that we can get it done like they did with the Kings. I'd be unbelievable. I mean, I'd be an instant Ranger fan again. Um, it's awful. I'm creating all. I love it. Let's just send Arizona. I, don't, I feel. I feel. I feel bad saying this because I think the fans. You know, I I always think about the fans in this situation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I the trade deadline made me feel a little sorry for the Ottawa fans. You yeah. know, they're 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 once again there's. Three guys who are great players who are just leaving uh, just for assets. So it's another three, four years. And I think Edmonton fans have been through it. You know, they've been they've been waiting for they've had all these first round picks and they've been waiting for a nothing seems to work. And then you have he's literally I don't think there's any debate. He's the best hockey player on the planet. Mm-hmm. And no. now we're we're literally sitting here in the media saying, when's he going to go? Now right. he is. You know? He's also still 
relatively young. Yeah, that, at least yeah. Edmonton had their first that overall picks, not like the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Very, and, yeah, and, yeah they might not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel sorry for Dorian. If if they pick that ball and Ottawa, that's pick Colorado got as a first-round pick, I, I feel bad Let's for Let's rebuild him. when we don't have our first yeah. overall pick. <laughs> yeah, you know, and maybe it's because spending time around the NBA and that, and I look at a guy like Anthony Davis and, and what he's done, and I understand that the free agency is different and that Connor McDavid is a long-term contract. I just think guys now... I don't think you can, I don't think you can, I used to think you couldn't, as athletes got older, you couldn't fool them. I was once told you can't fool athletes. Like you, you, when a, when a guy is in his late twenties, he knows what, he can look around the locker room, clubhouse, whatever, and go, yeah, it's not working out. Um, but I think younger athletes now are so much more aware of what's going on. There's, they, I mean, God, they work out together in the summer all the time, right? There's, I just think guys get to a point where they go and are going to get the point earlier where they go, man, I just not patience for this. Yeah. Like I just can't, you know, careers are getting shorter. Yep. I mean, would you blame him if he was like, if Connor was like, I want to get out of here and go to a contender or something. And that would be a horrible city to be in a bad team. in, Cause there's, there's nothing going on there. I just think that, yeah, that, that, and it, that's a city where, wherever you go, everybody would know who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be tough if you're, that's, that's awesome. If you're in, a big city or a city like that and you're playing well, but when you're not, and I don't think Edmonton fans would be shy to give it to him a little bit sometimes here or there. So, well, he sells tickets and yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be, no, I, I even think, though I'm going to the game tonight, yeah. I'm going to watch him and the Leafs. Yeah. But I, I think you hit the nail on the head there with saying he's, you got to follow the money sometimes. And he is essential to the marketing machine in Edmonton and all those sponsors and mm-hmm. selling all those tickets and boxes. So it would be kept pretty under wraps, but they have to be thinking about that internally for sure. Uh, let's shift focus a little bit to the uh, to to the to the Leafs and and to tonight's game. Um, and we talked about this the slow starts, and and this this still puzzles me because this is there's a lot that happens in the game that I can kind of understand. I don't get the slow starts with this team. Like if they were a you know. A, dead-ass team, a slow team, an old team, a team that wasn't very good, I'd look at it and go, okay, well, I mean, it is what it is. But how on earth you have those first two lines with that skill, that speed, that quickness, and you get out... And, and it's not that they get slow starts. I mean, they get outplayed at the start of the game. They get outplayed. That's why I need energy, guys. Yeah. Let them start the game, get the puck deep, hit some bodies, get the boys going on the bench. And to those top six, drink Red Bull, boys. Yeah. Get some wings in you. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's just funny you said that because when uh, I remember, uh, I think it was the Buffalo game. I think it was last, last game where they, they were uh, not playing so well in the first mm-hmm. and Buffalo seemed to be all over them. I remember thinking to myself watching it like that would have been when I would have got the tap. You mm-hmm. know, hey, hey, start something. You yeah. know, let, let's get a spark going. And that doesn't exist anymore. Now guys just have to figure it out on their own. But When the Goats different. scored, did you see how fired up the whole bench? Yeah, yeah. that was big. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Guys love I was fired guys. up. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. I, was, I was pumped up too. But everyone gets fired up when someone does something special on the fourth line. Guys that don't play a lot, yeah. when they go out there and they compete hard for their teammates, it gets everyone going. I loved playing with tough guys. I loved having them on the bench because they're great. They, they yell on the bench. There's lots of energy in the room. They go out there. Maybe they don't win the fight, but you know what? They competed hard for you, and you know that, and it means a lot as a teammate. 
and it gets you going. And they don't really have that energy ever. So that's probably something to fourth, do with it. Fourth lines, I'm getting, you know, from from everything you guys are seeing, Stuart, Sigamanis, and, and, you know, Savard's talked about this as well. Fourth lines are really important on good teams, aren't they? Energy, like, they a thousand really percent. You, you have to provide. That's what I've had every coach say that to me. Hey, part of your job, when a, when you're on the fourth line, part of your job is to provide energy. Energy, mm-hmm. you have to create a spark. When things aren't going well, you got to go out there and have a big cycle shift and really show guys, you know, you're working. You're, you're kind of a... I'm not going to say you're a leader, but you you kind of you're leading right then, and you want guys to kind of follow your lead with your with your work ethic. So, um, I think that that Trevor Moore helps. You know, mm-hmm. he's a he's an energy guy. I, I kind of I think their fourth line's the best it's been right now with these. You know, I I, I really like Tyler. I'm that. not sure Ennis is a fourth line guy. Right. I'm going to say that, but. I, I like but that's you're yeah. saying that out of respect for him because I think yeah. he's, he's I, I think he's a better player than yeah. just putting on the fourth and I, I think if you were to put him with some of the big dogs he'd probably score 20 goals again yeah you know but uh, that's not what they want him for and and uh but I think right now is the best their fourth line has looked all year yeah and I I gotta think too you know at if you're if you're with the Marlies or you're a guy like Justin Hall who's around the team and isn't getting uh isn't getting playing time right now like it's it's got to be it's got to be a little um i don't know if motivating's the word you come away from the trade deadline hearing Kyle Dubas talk about Trevor Moore and Justin Hall almost as much as he talked about anybody that has to send a good message down to that organization i would think to the Jeremy Broncos and guys like that 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 there's you know there is like yeah, this team's got a lot of talent, got a lot of superstars, maybe got three or four superstars, but if you're any good, we're probably going to find a place for you somehow. Well, they're, they're providing the coach. One. I disagree with that. Look at Corrado. Really? Okay. Look at Bab- Babcock came up to me before we picked him up and was like, do we need this? Is he a good player? We need someone. We need someone. I was like, yeah, he's a good young player. I I mean, I liked him in Vancouver. Guys mm-hmm. liked him. He was good for us. Picked him up. And he sat two years in the press box. So, but it's different when it's not a guy from your organization, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, if he was a, a young guy player you... though, who oh, scratched a year on his entry level because he that's came fair. up, so he was really a third year on his entry level. So he was a young player. Like to do that to a young player. I mean, if I'm a young player in this organization, I'd be very nervous of that because you look at a guy like Moore. I think he could play in the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you yeah. look at Patan coming into the lineup. Is he going to even play in the lineup? You That's just traded Lindholm for him. He could be in the press box the, the rest of the year. Yeah. Do you put him in the press box so more plays, or do you put more in the press box? Like anyway, there it, it is a trouble for a young player. Mm. I, I, it depends the type of guy you are. Some guys just want to be there, you know. So, um, what if one guy makes six fifty? A guy who's played eight years in the NHL. He had one bad year. He signs a six fifty deal, and the young guy's making eight fifty in his entry level. That's two hundred grand, and now we know with all the numbers and stuff that two hundred grand might be huge for the cap. Yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah, I I agree with you a hundred percent. I do agree with your point, but I do think guys on the Marlies especially are probably you know hoping they sign Marner to as much as possible to force the Leafs' hands. They're going to have to give guys some chances. I I think I don't think that's the Babcock will like that too much. I think he likes more veteran players, and I, I'm not sure how much he develops. But um, I, I would think, you know, if I, I try to put myself in their situation, if I was down on the Marlies looking, you know, at their 
cap issues, which I'm sure guys on the Marlies are very aware of. I, I would be, okay, sign Marner to as much as possible so then, you know, I know I'm at least going to get an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I mean, all you want the, is an opportunity. Well, they won the Calder Cup last year. And yeah. Austin comes up, but they couldn't have put more guys on that fourth line. They had to bring in Ennis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, so, no, yeah. that's 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 a fair point. I mean, that is now they brought Patan in. It is yeah, you no, know, you're right. You're that. Yeah, that's got to be. Yeah, I didn't think of that. That's got to be a bit of a slap in the face to a couple of those guys. Too. They won the Calder yeah. Cup last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. What more could you, you were do? talking about the Blackhawks? But at yeah, the, but at the they, same time, Rockford, right? Yeah, yeah. They, and they, and they, they brought, brought you, all those guys up. But at the that, same but. time, like they brought Johansson up. He's taken a regular shift. Garrett Sparks, like they have shown faith in guys in guys from the Marlies. Travis Dermott. Yeah. I, but I, but yeah, I I, I get your uh, yeah, point. If you, you look at it that way, you can. Yeah, you you are right. I'm not taking consideration. They won the Calder Cup last year. You know what? What more can someone else guys place do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're you, right. Bracco all... was a stud in junior too. Yeah, like he yes. was a very good player. Yeah. Very good player in the World Juniors. Yeah, 55 points this year, minus two. That's probably well, maybe that's something where Babcock doesn't like, but. Very good player who hasn't even had a sniff yet. Yeah. We all agree, though. We like Trevor Moore, don't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he's one of my – he's only played a few games, and I, I love his energy. Uh, he, he's one of my favorite players to watch. What tells you guys that a guy is – you know, that that is legit? And what I mean by that is that he's a guy who can do that you two, just, three, four games in a row. You just – well, he's finishing checks. He's creating. He, he's – creating stuff out of nothing just by hard work you mm-hmm. you're you're seeing him going up you, you could just notice him in a corner and uh you could see he's working hard just to make anything happen you know uh, um that's uh you can tell he, he's a call up and he, he has a lot of energy and I, I just hope it continues a lot of guys come up and then that fades away mm-hmm. uh but I, I hope that continues with him yeah, a lot of urgency in this game. Yeah, he wants exactly. to be there. That's a good word. That's why, like, if you're those young guys, they all want to be there. You give him a little shot, like a yeah. Bracco. Yeah, I mean, he's but where's he going to fit in? He's not a fourth line guy, so he's he's got to be a top six guy too. Well, and sometimes people, we you know, it's all you're you're an asset to the entire organization. Exactly. And where are you? Mo- that that happened to me a little bit. Um, you know, take take me here in Toronto. Where was I the best asset for the organization? I would lead the Marlies in scoring or I'd come up and I'd play five minutes and fight. So mm-hmm. like if, if I'm an asset, where am I most useful? And I think that's the way, you know, for some of these guys, Jeremy Bracco, he's a point of game guy in the Marlies right now. Does it make sense? Give him a shot, put him on the fourth line. Probably not, you know, but the, that's the way the organizations think, but I would, I would like to see him get a shot. Got to throw this up, by the way, uh, we saw the hit Vander Kane and Zidane Ochara <laughs> last night in the fight. Um, there's no hearing for Chara, and uh, Evander Kane sent out a tweet: three blind mice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm reading, and the, somebody responded. He had a similar reaction when Chara got to his feet. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have any problem. Did you have a problem with that hit? No, I, I good on Evander Kane for getting up too and and standing his ground. But that was one of those things where I thought at the end of the day, like. You know, work was performed. Fair play to both guys. Yeah. Clean hit. Guy got up, stood his ground. Um, you know, as much as we see that now, uh, and you move on. But I mean, I saw that hit a couple of times, and I don't know. Um, I certainly didn't see Char go out of his way to. I think <clears throat> Kane's argument was he he lowered his shoulder, lowered and raised his shoulder. But I'll have to watch. Sedano Char, he's like six nine. Good on Kane for standing his ground. But the question is, would he have stood his ground like that five six years ago? Probably not. <sighs> when Char was, oh my gosh, I, I there's very Did you few. Ever fight him? 
No. Then there was one time where we were in Boston, and I remember uh, Van Ryan got hit through the glass, and I fought. I just <laughs> Mike fought. Van Ryan, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And and I um oh I was I was I fought. I already fought Sean Thornton, and I I got in the corner against Chara, and he looked at me, and I was just an. Av- There's two guys I ever said no to in the NHL, and he was I, I was him and Ivanis in L.A. I, <laughs> you brought you brought yeah, him up a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, uh, he, he was a scary dude, and, and Chara the same way. It's my old teammate Boris Volabic, um, uh, he fought Chara, and that's what he'd say to me all the time. Oh, I fought Chara, and blah. and it took me a while to realize it. But I played in Slovakia, and they're from the same home t- hometown. They're buddies, so, so I, I, not- I, I give it to him now. I'm like, oh yeah, you fought your buddy. It wasn't a real fight. Yeah. Anyhow, well, there's no <laughs> hearing for Zidane Chara, um, but yeah, you know, kudos to Evander Kane for showing a bit of personality and for standing up. For Good himself. for him. Yeah. No autopsy, no foul, or what is it? No foul, no autopsy. Anyhow, uh, Leafs and Oilers tonight, 7 o'clock on Sportsnet, 590. The fan in Sportsnet uh, for Andre DeVoe and Sean Mathias. I'm Jeff Blair. Thanks for joining us. We'll have Leafs morning skate again tomorrow. And uh, it's John Tavares returning to the island. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. You think he gets booed? Oh, the Islanders, <laughs> Islanders fans. I'll, I'll have some stuff to say about Islanders fans tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.